Welcome to the Deep Dive into Agile Marketing Podcast with your host, John Cass. Together, we'll take a closer look at the ins and outs of marketing through an agile lens. You'll learn from interviews with top agile thought leaders and practitioners and gain fresh new insights for your journey. Let's get ready to dive in. Welcome to the Deep Dive into Agile Marketing with John Cass. I'm your host, John Cass, here in Boston, Massachusetts. Today, I'll be interviewing Mark Hanotier, Group Manager, Financial Services, EvaluServe. Welcome, Mark. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on the podcast. Tell me, can you tell me a little bit about EvaluServe? Sure. EvaluServe is a professional services provider. We have centers sprinkled all over the world, and we offer research analytics and data management services. Data analytics is the specific function that I work for, and I help through our agile adoption journey as an agile coach. My particular group specializes in marketing analytics. And we work with clients across a wide range of industries, including financial institutions, energy, logistics, and retail corporations. And we also develop our domain-specific product solutions to help our clients enhance and accelerate their decision-making. And can you talk a little bit about your agile marketing journey? What were some of the challenges you faced in marketing and how did you see how agile can help? My first agile marketing experience was as a consultant for one of the United States top financial institutions about a decade ago. And the major challenge we faced back then was a true lack of clarity around marketing impact. And the problem was that the bank wasn't set up to take advantage of their vast amount of data. So for example, there was no approach to measure campaigns with a consistent methodology from one line of business to the next. And this impacted marketing's shared understanding of how to improve marketing effectiveness or of how to plan for the marketing mix. So the bank went on a journey to streamline and strengthen their processes and they instituted an agile marketing model. So what we saw was an emergence of scrum teams. And as a result of that, much stronger cross-functional partnerships across marketing groups. And from that, we saw increased knowledge sharing and market insights, but also more operational transparency. For example, the data groups worked in sprints to federate the data into a single view of the customer. And this enabled things like marketing automation. And we started to have more always on campaigns with a long tail effect on the customer journey. And because a lot of my value serve teams were working within these Scrum teams, it motivated me to get into Agile as a field of study and certify myself as a Scrum master and to help EvalueServe and our marketing clients to get as much benefit as possible from Agile. That's great. So why is learning through experiments and data more valued than opinions and conventions? Do you have some examples at your company? Yeah, I really appreciate the inclusion of the word learning in the Agile Marketing Manifesto because that is crucial to making decisions. So our day-to-day grind in marketing is driven by making decisions, and most of which are actually difficult ones because of the unpredictable and constantly changing marketing conditions. So we need to learn quickly. And 
experiments and data introduce boundaries that decrease the chance of making majorly wrong marketing decisions. So when we choose to either pivot away from a strategy or to optimize a tactic to make our marketing stronger, this is typically the result of emerging information. It's test and learn, right? So these learnings are a necessary result of experimentation. And also these decisions can only take place when the information, the data is made transparent. So you can follow the evidence and you can make decisions based on facts and insights and what is known. So for example, my marketing analytics teams, we make campaign results transparent through weekly market review sessions. These are very similar to sprint reviews, right? To help campaign managers inspect the latest campaign insights and adapt their strategies. Now, having said that, some of, sometimes there can be a cost behind not making a decision. So if making an experiment or gathering the data will take too much time, there's no option but to base your decisions on experience. And that might come with bias and the decision-making process might be unique to each decision-maker. So that doesn't really help enable a repeatable process to achieve similar outcomes in, in future situations. So data and experiments, they can create that decision architecture that can be followed as a continuous and repeatable habit. What role does data play in this learning cycle? Yeah, in, in marketing, it plays a very important role because our customers themselves have data-rich information at their fingertips, which puts them in control, right? And the marketing actions that we take have to reflect that we understand our customers. Now, most businesses probably don't have the same face-to-face -face interactions that we used to have 20 or 30 years ago. But what we do have, better off for worse, is access to huge amounts of all types of content-generated, user-generated, and socially-generated data. And EvaluServe, for example, we do a lot of web analytics for our clients, and we can understand what customers buy, what brought them to a website, why they bought a product, and how long that decision process was. And I think there are more windows into our customers' thoughts, their behavior, their intent, their preferences than ever before. And of course, there are a lot of privacy implications around this, but the aim is to use this data footprint to deepen our customer understanding and to create the best customer experience and benefit everyone without being intrusive. So if we strive for better decision-making, for more predictable and accurate business outcomes, Data centricity plays a part in this, right? It keeps us updated and it keeps us relevant. How do you, I talked a lot about data there, how do you structure data to drive agile marketing? Yeah, that, that's a great question, John, because figuring out how to structure data to benefit agile marketing in terms of shareability, in terms of scale, while at the same time keeping it small and nimble and quick so that all parts of marketing can move, that's an art more than a science, right? And this is where the agile values and the principles of trust and cross-functional collaboration can really come in handy. For example, I've had clients with more than 15 data silos from sales, marketing, engineering, and so on. And that's a true barrier to insights, right? When the, when the data is siloed, 
it's tough to get that. And agile can come into play in achieving trust in sharing data and achieving a shared understanding in terms of what other parts of the organizations are doing. Otherwise, what you get is data silos and they tend to pop up like mushrooms all over the place, right? So what you want is to triangulate the data, enrich it and offer a single view of the customer. And technology is your friend here, right? A few years ago, maybe the prospect of building a data lake or a customer data platform was really daunting. But now with cloud services, it's a little easier. But that trust should also involve the customer, right? If people are going to consent the use of their data, there has to be a very well understood level in what the data will be used for and who it will be used by and what the customer will get back and how their privacy will be preserved. Going back to the learning process, I was curious about how can analytics help with that learning process? Yeah, marketing analytics helps by quantifying what caused customer behavior. So again, it increases that transparency, right? By educating you what marketing actions had a positive effect. And it helps inform the next steps in your marketing strategy so that you can make agile decisions, whether to pivot or whether to optimize. So marketing analytics for me is the handmaiden to marketing strategy. Some use cases that we have here at EvalueServe include e-commerce, for example, where you want the, to make the shopping experience successful for your customers. So you use analytics to make recommendations for your products that are going to be beneficial to them, but that they weren't necessarily aware of. Or you can predict things customers want, right, before they even know that they want them with a very good degree of accuracy. So analytics helps understand customers by identifying them in terms of their intents and preferences. So for example, EvalueServe does quite a few customer churn predictions to help our clients step in and retain their high value customers. And we also have social media analytics, which can serve as an industry radar of how the business is doing through things like social listening. So all in all, there's a range of analytical techniques and they can be as simple as using A-B testing to maximize response rates or way beyond that through the implementation of machine learning. But all are examples of how analytics and insights can really accelerate the learning cycle and make the decision-making process draw more, more of an incrementally positive impact. How do you think experiments help agile marketing? Yeah, so beyond staying relevant, I think good marketing helps you stay ahead of the curve, right? And these type of disruptions can only happen through innovation, like trying something new and learning from it. And that takes a lot of courage to try ideas that might not necessarily align with your conventions. But if your test and learn is successful, you'd want to be able to repeat those steps that led to this successful outcome. And this is where experimentation comes in, right? It helps frame marketing efforts through more of a scientific or hypothesis-driven approach. And this is what makes experiments agile, right? They help eliminate that waste. We're not talking about aimless or unfocused explorations that kill time and resources. 
Experiments drive focus on what is testable or validatable and anything else that is not likely to give you the insights to make agile decisions then can get quickly discarded. What experimentation practices can companies put in place? Scrum as a practice immediately springs to mind here, given how it's built on a regular cadence of feedback loops to inspect and adapt the outcomes of your work. And you can also use Kanban and your Kanban workflow as a testbed for experiments. But I also recommend marketers to test one single variable at a time to best monitor. So if a creative works, for example, then you can move on to test the placement or you can then move on to fine tune the audience, et cetera, right? But you need to isolate your variable from any noise. And the same logic applies to segments. You can have multiple segments or even nested segments or nested cells. You can lose the forest for the trees very quickly the more segments you have. Try to keep things as simple as possible. And experimental design techniques, such as randomized control trials in, in marketing, are very important to marketing. So test versus control helps you figure out incremental. In other words, it helps prove whether or not marketing caused additional responses, right? Or additional revenues or additional brand awareness with a certain level of statistical confidence. And the alternative to experimentation marketing is observational marketing, where you can still infer trends, right? But at best, it would prove correlation rather than causation. How has using Agile impacted your relationship with managers and team members? I find it interesting that you came to Agile through, through the marketing field. So you're really curious about how it's changed your relationship with managers and team members. Yeah, people overall have responded to it very positively and I frequently get peers because I am a group manager myself, come to me for Agile leadership advice, which I appreciate because building that agile muscle in a company takes constant conversation and constant education. And ultimately with agile, we're looking for better ways of working. Agile is a people first approach, right? It has very humanistic values, individuals and interactions over processes and tools, psychological safety, continuous improvement, and people tend to respond very well to this. Now, specifically managers, Managers have asked me how Agile changes their leadership role, right? Now it's more about servant leadership for empowering teams and showing the type of trust that cultivates bottom-up bottom intelligence. And my team members, they now work in Scrum teams, and this has helped them increase commitment over the work, right? Teams now reach out to each other more and they hold each other accountable and they help each other rather than escalating issues to the scrum masters or managers right so we've seen more accountability but also more creativity come out of that so would you say that the teams are much more self-directed as a result yeah one of the big ethos of scrum is self-management right making sure that the right accountability or the right role makes the decision based on their subject matter expertise. So self-management is definitely something that we've seen draw benefits for us. 
but also the teams feel a lot more committed as a result of that because they have increased autonomy on the work that uh, and the responsibilities that are given to them. You mentioned you'd seen Agile at your clients and you work in the financial industry. Any thoughts on why financial companies adopt Agile so well? And part of this, Mark, comes from, as you were doing the deep dive into Agile Marketing Today podcast, but I do this global Agile Marketing podcast where I've spoken to folks all around the world and this big theme of everyone saying, oh, financial companies are some of the first ones to get involved. Any thoughts on why financial companies adopt Agile so well? Yeah, I can think of two core reasons. I'm sure there's many more, but the first one is what we've seen is that the market capitalization of fintechs has grown six times over the last decade, right? Compared to 33% for traditional banks. So all banks are becoming increasingly technology companies. And even the traditional banks, they've understood that we don't do digital marketing anymore. Instead, we do marketing in the digital world, right? So with this technology overlap comes an increased exposure to agile influences from software development. So that's the first influence that I see. And the second reason is data, right? Especially traditional banks, they've had a head start in terms of data, but all banks are required to collect certain amounts of data, right? So when someone applies for a checking account, banks have to collect the data to verify the customer's identity, for example. Or when you swipe your credit card, banks have to collect data in order to fulfill that transaction. And banks keep that data for decades for regulatory reasons. So those banks that use it to optimize and enrich their decision-making are probably ahead of the curve from an agility perspective, in my opinion. Why would the data affect things? To me, it seems, I've worked at agencies, for example, where our vertical was the financial sector. And what struck me often was some of the most sophisticated marketers that I work with are usually in that sector. I wonder if it's, you raise a good point about the data, but maybe it's more about sophistication. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I guess the financial services come with good capability in terms of not just ring data, but also using a marketing data stack to not just collect the data and any data that they can about existing and potential customers to better understand their needs and interests and motivations, but also to use that data to better deploy their marketing spend while tracking their effectiveness down to the penny. So I think that capability from the financial services industry is probably wider than a lot of other industries. I think we have to go back to why Agile came about. If you think about it, 20 years ago, you had the development of the Agile Manifesto, right? But I think it was because of a certain point in time where development had become more sophisticated, partly because the programming languages that were there were becoming more complicated, more sophisticated. And so you had to have a philosophy developed that gave more flexibility to the the teams. Is that maybe it? The level of complexity within the financial industry got more complicated because of regulation 
over the last 20 years is and so therefore there has to be is that perhaps the answer to why there's so much agile marketing development in financial it's the complexity issue absolutely yeah i think especially from a compliance regulatory perspective there and the vast amounts of data that banks have to acquire there's definitely a lot of complexity that comes with that so any framework that can help reduce that complexity or at least mitigate it would certainly be beneficial to financial services and agile is definitely one of those that can help it's definitely one of the tools that can help there that's definitely one of the main reasons that i can think of how do you work with your clients using agile yeah the most important thing is to think about how our solutions fit into the context of our customers' culture and into their business model, right? Meeting our clients where they are currently at rather than where they want to be is always top of mind. And this means not ramming agile terminology down our clients' throats, especially if they don't have any interest in agile. But that doesn't stop us from embodying the agile values and being transparent with our clients about our successes, but also about the challenges that we're facing within their environments and how can we collaborate to continuously improve together. We use marketing reviews rather than sprint reviews to identify what areas of marketing campaigns are effective and which areas are not. And we also use data ops where we give equal attention to how we manage our data pipelines as to the actual insights that these pipelines produce. So some of the questions that we ask ourselves are, what are our cycle times? Our data errors decreasing over time? And that helps us, right? Because it gives us data observability to our process. And we found that this gives our clients more visibility into their ecosystem and how they can actually improve. Do you have any clients where Agile is integrated into their team so that, you know, your team is using Agile to work with them and perfect results, but have you influenced clients or were they Agile to start off with and therefore is there any integration there? I was just curious on that question. Yeah, we have a wide variety of clients and each of them different stages of their journey. So some clients are absolutely at quite a mature stage of their journey where they already have scrum teams or they use Kanban and their workflow definitions and the cycle times, all of the metrics. And those make for a pretty seamless transition within my team. There's other teams where the clients are maybe at the start of their agile adoption. And this is where we sit down with the clients and brainstorm how can we best use either some agile values and principles or some of the practices to, to help them accelerate their adoption. And then there's some other clients who they've heard of agile, but it's probably not something that is part of their for now, where, like I said, like we might not force it upon them, but we still act from our side in an agile way, even if it's maybe not immediately obvious to the client that we're doing that. What advice do you give to other marketing leaders in adopting Agile for marketing? I'm glad that we discussed one of the Agile marketing values because the Agile marketing manifesto is actually a great place to start. My advice would be have discussions within your company 
about the agile marketing manifesto values and principles or even the agile manifesto values for software development or even the scrum values and discuss what each of those values truly mean for your company what do each of you understand by the values do you see the values having a benefit for your company or not are those values missing within the context of your company or not really have a conscious dis discussion about it and the goal is that over time your company can start to embody the values and behave in line with these values right at some point that switch needs to happen where your team or your group of teams embody these values almost unconsciously you don't necessarily have to speak about the values anymore but your marketing function acts that way because it benefits you right it's a more sustainable way of working together and hopefully you have a more positive result out of it well mark our time is over thank you so much for joining us on the podcast my absolute pleasure thank you so much john Thanks for joining us on the deep dive into Agile Marketing with John Cass. My thanks to Mark, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Deep Dive into Agile Marketing podcast. Be sure and subscribe to our show and leave a review to let us know what you thought of today's episode. And if you like what you heard and want to learn more, visit www.businessagility.institute.